home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. I'm, I'm tired of that. You know? <laughs> you know what? And it takes a lot to get him tired. I was waiting. I was waiting for that response. It's taken me five years to finally get that response. To get that response. Hey, y'all! Welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox, I'm the Water Boy, and of course, Pastor Doug Wilson is in the studio with us. And I, I wanted to. Um, our magazine just came out. Yeah, okay, the, un, the Unwoke Church. And I figured I'd take you to my pork shoulder roast today, okay? <laughs> I, put, I, put, the I, put, I thought we were going to go barbecue. I thought you were going to tell us about Pastor Doug's article. But here's, he didn't write in this edition. Oh, this yeah. Okay. Also, I would have. Also, because it would have been way more important. About this. But the, the, the quote that you need to remember, the reason why barbecue is so important in your life, I said, in fact, barbecue is on the food pyramid for me and my family right next to the maple syrup and Dr. Pepper. So there you go. That's that's why that's why you got to get this magazine. And Are you serious right now? Yeah, that, that was it just quoted himself. Yeah, uh huh. From our magazine, and people need to integrate barbecue in their life, like the food pyramid. Pastor, I see why you sent him off to Toby. <laughs> I, I He's like, you need to go to King's Cross. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick! Before Gabe says anything else, let's talk for a moment about the Fight Laugh Feast Club membership. By joining the Fight Laugh East Army, not only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy mm. media, but you'll also get access to the content placed in our club portal, such as past shows, all our conference talks, and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Lastly, you always get discounts for our conferences, like the next one next year at the Ark Encounter, Encounter yes, sir. the politics of six-day creation. So go to fightlaughfeast.com and sign up today uh did uh, did you tell pastor he's gonna be there i mean i mean did you ask him if he would come <laughs> um can you come to the ark <laughs> good all right just making sure we, we get that on the menu how would i know something like that <laughs> he just laughed though notice yeah, just yeah. Laughed. Like, uh, hey we're really yeah. grateful to have with us pastor doug wilson is pastor of christ church for um several decades now uh, four four father of three grandfather of 17? 18, uh, number 18 is on the way. Number Ooh, 18 God. doing that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That three that's times that, six. Yeah. That's that post mail. And, and you got some great greats coming. Well, maybe. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, well, There's no announcement here. <laughs> okay. Great greats. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a married grandchild and yeah. Then yeah. another engaged And he's got another engaged yeah. one coming. Right. So some so, great greats coming. Yeah. Well, well it's, it's, it's all right. Well, we're really grateful to have you back yeah. on the show. And and it's, and it's election day. It is. Um, and and no no quarter November or did you call it Nick Nick or Neck Neck? Uh, it's no quarter November. Um, NQ NQ no quarter November quinquennial quinquennial. And that's the fifth year. And for short, that's uh, NQ NQ or Nick Nick. So I, I gotta I gotta bring this up, Pastor, because you know today is election day, and Gabe usually sends out. His picks for we're gonna start here. No, we're starting here. This, starting is, this is problematic because people got to vote. Discipline. All right, yeah, so I, I just want to okay. know. Gabe said he sends out his picks of who we need to vote for. You know, to the community, yeah. whatever. 
And he actually suggested that we should vote for some Democrats right. in this. Some local local Democrats. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I just want to know, so can we flog him publicly? <laughs> <laughs> I will confess that I was disobedient. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got it. Wait, wait, which way? I didn't vote for any Democrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just neither saying. did I. So, but now I feel like I need to explain myself. Can we discipline this, Gabe for this? this? I, 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 I just want to hear you say what you said to me earlier. I <laughs> so, I, so <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Um, yeah. So yeah. there's two races locally that I recommended voting voting for Democrats. Uh, one was our county clerk, and the other one was a uh, a legislator race down for Boise. And the reason why I recommended voting for the Democrats uh, was because for our legislator race, once you get like a rhino in, like we had Carol and Nelson Troy in, you, you get them for 16 years. I mean, you, they're hard to get out. But if you get a Democrat in locally, uh, it's easier to circle back around in two years. And that Democrat doesn't hurt us down in Boise because we're, we're solid Republican down in Boise. And so it's a lot easier to circle back around. <laughs> it's a lot easier to circle back around in two years to get a better Republican candidate. To, and, and get that person out as opposed to once you get an established Republican and you can't blah, get out. Blah, 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 blah. One follows the reasoning, of course. Yeah, yeah. I just... Mm. Is, I mean, is that is that like a flawed, you know... No, it's just a tactical decision. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't think you were nuts. I was I was not planning... I mean, I, I didn't obey. I didn't obey either. Yeah, that's okay. I, I didn't... That's I didn't okay. I, I, there was a, num a number away. of the. Uh, if you have no strategy, you get what you get. This might have been you know? one of the ballots I left more blank than usual, though. I will say yeah. that because there were yeah. several of them where I thought. Yeah, I left a lot of blanks. Uh, where I, yeah. um, I think, I, and I think I learned this from you years ago, uh, Doug, but, you know, I figured that if the Lord wanted me to vote, he would have given me options on several of yes. them. And mm -hmm. so. Um, Lord wanted us to vote. He would have given us candidates. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like, what I see here, although Gabe, I, you will be pleased. You'll be pleased to know this. I, maybe I can make up a little bit of okay. of your disappointment. Okay, me, but um, I voted for you. Oh, I wrote oh. you in for um, public school superintendent <laughs> because I think you would make a very good <laughs> superintendent of public you. schools. I Thank think you. it would be you would yeah. be amazing at it. I'm, I'm, I'm not really that honored. Was there a compliment in there? No, no, I think you would be amazing at it. Thank you. I, I should have written you in for coroner. <laughs> no, I wrote. Uh, who did I write in for coroner? I always write. I used to write. Wrote Deacon James. He was my write in for coroner every year. Every and, year. And I, I found a. I can't remember who I wrote in this year, but yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, Body's dead. Yep. No, it's <laughs> dead. It's important. Yeah. Um, so. So we we, um, we kind of jumped to election stuff, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to go back now. Okay. I'm going to go back. I just wanted to, to make sure. No quarter November. Yeah. Are we playing the video? Yeah, let's play the video. Are we going to play it? Just just in case. You got to see it. Uh, you were, I don't know, at the coroner's office and you missed this. <laughs> um, this is the no quarter November video for 2022. At the coroner's office waiting for my body. <laughs> <laughs> Lit a fire with the enter button. Ouch. Powerful hey. button. I'm Douglas Wilson. Welcome to no quarter November. This is NQNQ. That stands for No Quarter November Quinquennial. That's because this is our fifth year of doing this. <laughs> what kind of article was that? So, what's No Quarter November all about? Well, for 11 months out of the year, on my blog and in other places, I am uh, the voice of sweet reason. I always qualify. <laughs> and one of the things I've discovered is that those qualifications and nuances are uh, diligently ignored. 
I have decided, I've determined that being nuanced and balanced like that doesn't do me any good at all. And nobody notices, nobody pays attention. So we decided five years ago that we were going to start leaving the balance and the nuance and the subtlety out of it. We're not going to qualify anything. So for the month of November, I'm just going to tell you what I think. Now, I'm 69 years old, and that means <laughs> next year in November, I'll be 70, and I'll be able to tell you what I really think. Okay. <laughs> A number of our uh, critics wonder what we have, what, what's the thing we have about fire? Why do we burn things? <laughs> well, I would want to observe somewhat mildly that we're not the ones burning the world down. Uh, the world's burning down, and we're simply observing that that's what's happening. Over the course of November, one of the things we do is we're going to be giving away a boatload of free books. There's going to be a lot of new content dropping on Canis Plus. The discount code so for the month of November is NQNQ. It could be pronounced Nink Nink or Nyuk Nyuk. Oh my god. The composure and all that heat. Man, y'all better be careful with my pastor, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a little too close for comfort. <laughs> I had uh, producers uh, in New York text me oh. and asking me how much CGI was used in this. <laughs> they, they said that was really good. We're debating. We're debating on how much was real fire and how much was CGI. Oh, my goodness. Um, so you came out... Um, you came out the block swinging, as promised. Uh, yeah, okay. You're uh, three three posts in. Yeah. For November, we're still early on here. Um, it, there was a, a dead like dead flies on a windowsill, and right. I'm, I, and then evangelical spandex at the gym. Oof. Right. And tenured fun. historians of the golden calf. Yes. Um. And um. And so, how, how's it going so far? It's going well, I think. Um. People actually, people have kind of gotten used to it, and they kind of look forward to it. Oh, like, that's yes, scary! Yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's it's uh, like season. It's East, like you know, and, you know, season. It's like, pre, like hunting season, pre-Thanksgiving <laughs> season. It's like pre-Advent, pre-Thanksgiving, right? No it's, quarter November. Sort of like a political Lent. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's a little scary though, right? <laughs> because whenever I don't, I don't think just from watching you over the years, I don't think you let people get too comfortable. <laughs> right when they think get comfortable, you like and six gear. <laughs> yeah, and even, well, yeah, next year you're seventy. Yeah, well, one of the things, that, one of the reasons I wanted to do the spandex one is to not. It's real easy to get to preaching against the secular humanists mm -hmm. and, the, and the bad guys and the people in Hollywood and the people in New York and the people. But I think we ought to be tending to some of the issues that are as much alive in our ranks. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so just not to keep people off balance for the sake of keeping them off balance. Mm. But what you want to do is you want, always want to remember is the gospel is not partisan. Mm -hmm. right. That's right. Um, everybody needs a savior. Everybody needs God's law. Everybody needs God's word and not just the liberals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Right. You know, it feels like uh, I was telling the guys earlier, no quarter November comes. Actually, I get ex pretty excited about it, but I always get excited about it because it feels like you take even. We, saw, we saw your threats. Oh, yes. On Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I mean, You're going to burn Canada. Where's just, the video? I was gonna Where's the video? <laughs> I wasn't going to burn. I just had a one man. I went over and checked the dog. I was like, do you want me to talk to him? Or do you want to talk to him? <laughs> I had a one man. He's yours. Outside. You know, I'm just saying, hey. Uh, but, you know, I, it feels like you lay evangelical 
cataclysm out on this operating table and you're like, hmm, this is the part has the cancer. Let's cut this out. All right. Get that out of there. Where do you see kind of evangelicalism right now affected? And what are some of the articles you plan on writing to okay. deal with that infection? So um, the, the one I'm planning uh, tentatively sketched out for tomorrow, uh, which will be the day after the election, which I can't write until I see everything shake out. Uh, how it's you might have shake. to wait a week for that, though. Actually, <laughs> yeah. from what well, I hear, no, I'm only going to wait a certain amount. Of, basically, everywhere my entire adult life, you always knew who won the night of the election, right? Vir- virtually always. Mm. And the fact that they're saying, "Oh, this could take days. This could take that." That's a glaring. Um, invitation for an investigation right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, there is no excuse, especially with computerization right. and all the things. There's, a, there's yeah. absolutely no excuse right. for not having the results the day of the election. Right. Uh, we're a first world country. Come on. Right. Um, we have everything so, else so right away. So basically, I'm of a mind that we will either know tonight what the deal was or we will know tonight what the deal was. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. right. So then your article for tomorrow. Well, the article for tomorrow, I'm, I'm anticipating um, a very good night for conservatives. That's what I'm anticipating. But you, you don't want to uh, assume, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to. We've seen this before, right? <laughs> We've seen this before. Yeah. yeah, I felt good about things that didn't happen before. You don't count your chickens before they yeah. hatch. But I think it's going to be a good night for conservatives. But there could be some curveballs. There could be mm-hmm. some wrinkles in there. There could be some additional things to mm-hmm. talk about. So I want to wait till the evening is, um, uh, till we see the trajectory of the evening before I'm yeah. talking about why don't why don't we have the results or what to make of the red tsunami or what to make of the red ripple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. right. you know, Doug, the political pessimist in me, um, just, you know, let's say there's a big red wave. Uh, I, yeah. I just don't have confidence that the conservatives are really going to do anything correctly or try to fix what's going on, try to deal with, you know, um, woke politics all the way to, um, you know, everything that's gone on, even election. And we, we might need to delete that or bleep it for YouTube. <laughs> Seriously. I think I said that one time in my water break show a couple weeks ago and that show got kicked off air off YouTube. Um, you know, but cause I, I think back to George Bush, he had the house and the Senate and we got no child left behind. Like that was the, that was the big championing legislation. Yeah. You know, so do you see things differently that yeah, you think I do. conservatives I, actually might I do, do something? When, really? when the left, when Democrats get elected, they always do what they said uh, they're, they're going to yeah. do. Obamacare so, and everything. So yeah. uh, take all the all the Supreme Court justices appointed by Democratic president. There are no surprises there. Right, right. None so, of them are surprise uh, conservatives. Right, yeah. There's no, there's They're no surprise way. women. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Katani um, Brown, you know, is she no, a woman yeah, or not? Yeah, 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 with, yeah. with Republicans, even with the squish Republicans, mm-hmm. even with the squish ones, you've got a batting average of 500. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So, um, so some of the stellar justices on there, um, Alito, Thomas, mm-hmm. people like that, were appointed during. Uh, yeah. What we would call squish yeah. eras, uh-huh. and Bush, yeah, and and so we got Roe v. Wade struck down in part thanks to Mitch McConnell, right? Oh, okay, that's, that's, so that's hard to say. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to drink something to make that one go down. <laughs> well, 
he's, he's the one who refused to put Merrick yep. Garland That's on right. the Supreme Court. That's right. That's right. He's, right. He, he's the one. Facts. So Mitch, Mitch McConnell has saved more babies than a lot of ardent pro-life abolitionists. Oh. <laughs> you don't want this show to go out to anybody, do you? <laughs> uh, Neil, we're also going to have to bleep that. For, yeah. It's no oh, November. Yeah. The, the, issue, the issue is not whose position is more correct. Because sure. all right, the, uh, McConnell has all kinds of reasons for doing what he's doing. Yeah. And I bet that some of them aren't pure. Maybe cocaine, Mitch. Really? But 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 here's the thing: he did it, right? Right. That's what he did, and we got three Supreme Court uh, justices, and they teamed up with Supreme Court justices who were appointed during the earlier compromised Republican era. Right. So um, I wish that every. Supreme Court justice that was appointed by a Republican was true blue all the time and not like John Roberts. Clarence Thomas looked kind of mild. Yeah. Right. I, I wish it was that way, but it, it's not that way. <laughs> That's right. But yeah. you're, you're not choosing, you're not choosing between uh, the perfect and the almost perfect. Right. You're, mm-hmm. you're choosing between diabolical and a mixed bag of really good and really bad. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm very happy with the general um, trajectory of how things are going. And I think that God uses flawed instruments. Mm-hmm. And those flawed instruments include George W. They include Mitch McConnell. They include Donald J. Trump. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So as part of... Do they include... Does it include Joe Biden? Uh, yeah. Um, God uses flawed instruments in different ways, mm-hmm. right? If Joe Biden appointed, uh, you know, a pro-life justice, I'd say, well, thank the Lord for that. But what what God's doing with Biden is he is uh, the the regime is de, um, delegitimized, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're dealing we're dealing with the ramifications of a regime whose stories and narratives are not holding up anymore. And it's obvious to everyone. It's, it's very clearly obvious. It's right. being exposed. So, yeah. so this is election day. Early. Indications are there's going to have voting machine problems in Maricopa yep. and voting machine problems in, in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So you look at 300 million Americans and there's a collective eye roll. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, come on. Here we go again. Right. Um, so what what's happened, and this is the this is the great contribution that Trump made just by being catnip. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have to do anything. He right. was just catnip. Right. Everybody went nuts. Right. The FBI went nuts. The Department mm-hmm. of Justice went nuts. Everybody mm-hmm. goes crazy, and they have discredited them, discredited themselves in front of the world, in front mm-hmm. of everybody. That's and interesting. A moderate and reasonable Republican president, let's say a DeSantis or someone like that, is not going to make them go nuts that way. Mm-hmm. That's right? right. Trump made them go nuts. So right. it is. So it's not Ron DeSantis for you. It's Trump over Ron DeSantis. Basically, well, are the options. I I would probably not wince nearly as much. With DeSantis, at the things he says and does, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think De- DeSantis would make them go nuts the way, the way they Trump, uh, the way uh, Trump has. And I'm not saying that that's a personal virtue <coughs> of Trump's. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. Um, <laughs> it's just simply God is using him to make uh, to give us the big reveal. So it was over the last two years that we saw the 
public health establishment. We yeah. saw hospitals. Mm-hmm. We saw the military. We saw mm. everybody just take the mask off yeah. and say, Or keep it on. Yeah, <laughs> take it off by yeah. keeping it on. No, right, right, right. So part of the part of what's going on in, in all of this, they they've um, they've done their craziness, and um, and they have attempted to tag us and target anybody, you know, to the right of. Um, I don't know. Elon the, Musk. Elon Musk. <laughs> as, Which is a very wide window As a crazy Christian nationalist. Right. And, um, and, and so we were, we were kicking this around earlier, and, 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 and the question we want to ask is, do you think the Christian nationalism is hipster theonomy? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's Trixie theonomy. <laughs> yeah. Trixie, what do you mean by that? Trixie, basically— uh, Christian, uh, well, there's a there's an important theological distinction. Yeah. Um, the theonomists w- simply wanted to go back to the Mosaic Law and and all of the Scripture and sort of um, impose or establish America on the reconstruct America on biblical foundations, right. sort of in an ideological way. Here's our program. It's the Bible. We're going to ask and answer the hard questions. Uh, Christian nationalism is some, is cool with using the Bible and avowing Jesus Christ and so forth, but it's also wanting to uh, appeal to natural law and um, and common law. You know the history of Christian jurisprudence. Right. So it's not it's not pure theonomy from the sky. Right. It's uh, the a theocratic element. We acknowledge Jesus Christ, but there's also a histor a strong historical natural law element. Mm-hmm. So I we recently had a, a speaker here in Moscow, uh, Glenn Moots, who uh, gave a very fine talk. And in the Q&A session, I, he was talking about um, this opposed to uh, the Reconstructionists. And I said, if your program were established, would it make Reconstructionists happy or sad? Okay. Right, right. <laughs> right. Good okay. question. Um, yeah. And I think the Reconstructionists would say, this is a good start. Yeah, I think right it, that's I, yeah. that's how I'd say it with Wolf too. I was like, this is kind of like theonomy light, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. It's like a way to get into it. I just feel, uh, okay, Pastor, ooh, I'm gonna try this. I'm just gonna let my heart just lay on the table, okay? Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> that's a, what us reform folks yes. do. <laughs> <laughs> There's a charismatic in here that's being strangled by a reform guy inside of me. <laughs> let me out. <laughs> but you know, 15, 17 years ago, I fell into theonomy and I'm like oh my goodness this answers so many questions of how we deal with civil law how we deal with some of the problems that I saw even in the black community I saw so many things that biblical theonomy answered sorry to be redundant in that and I was like oh this is it and I started preaching this into the circle I was in reform baptist circles some of the um uh you know it was Todd Friel it was Phil Johnson it was all these guys it was that whole circle and everybody rejected it because they were rejecting the idea of influencing the government with biblical laws and standard inside the civil magistrate, right? You just want a peaceful environment where you can preach the gospel from and let the civil magistrate do its thing. Right. I felt like I, you know, was, I, I felt like it was Captain America. I went inside of a coma. I came out and all of a sudden, all these people who rejected theonomy are, sit, are, are out here now kind of having their form of theonomy. Like we need to be involved in the civil realm and influence the, the, culture with biblical law and i'm like whoa whoa what just happened here except they're not calling it theonomy they're calling it 
Christian nationalism. Right. I'm like, wait, hold, hold on now. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. I'm with, I'm with understanding. If we're talking about natural law as it relates to natural law, and then we have a special or a natural revelation versus a, a specific revelation, we can bring those two together. Yeah. The an old version of of yeah. natural. I'm with that. But okay. this new natural law stuff, where we kind of like make it up as we see from nature. Well, I, 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 <laughs> so it depends on whether you're talking about natural law or natural revelation. Right. Okay, There's, natural law, I think, is what I'm so speaking to. So some, some nat- not all, but some natural law theorists want to say that natural law is morally obligatory whether or not there's a God, mm-hmm. as, as though the existence of God is irrelevant to the authority of natural law. Mm-hmm. And I, I just regard that as incoherent. Yeah. Okay. okay. But the Bible special revelation tells us that there are certain things that we can identify about God and about man and about sin that are embedded uh, in the created the, order. Embedded in the created order. Yeah. And so I think a natural law theorist and a, and a Vantillian natural revelation guy can get along. Can work it out. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I think I'm with that. We might disagree about some things at the end of the day. Sure. But at the but I think we would all agree you can't chop the babies up anymore. We would all agree that you can't have mm. sodomite marriage anymore. Mm. Right. Every, everybody agrees with that. We're getting into Sabbath laws and, uh, and first and, table laws. I'm and fine I'm seeing, with that. I'm seeing some of the current Christian nationalists yeah. who, in a debate back in the 80s, would have been the liberals on, in a Greg Bonson debate with some of them, they would have been the liberals. Right. Right. Wanting to soft pedal. Let's not go so hard. Mm-hmm. Some of those guys are talking pretty hardcore now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know they're getting first table yeah. guys. They're first table enforcers now. And, yeah. I, but, but pastor, the thing that's scaring me is like, I will see the none post mill, none theonomic Baptists who will reject the enemy all the way out. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden rush to Christian nationalism. Like it's the new answer to solving all of our problems i'm like the new hotness yes the new hotness hipster (laughs) why are they taking and then they want to still have like how do you do civil law now you still have to work out laws how are you going to do that a lot of a lot of christians are much better christians than they are logicians (laughs) okay Right. Okay. That, uh, and, aren't they the same? Should be the same thing. <laughs> no, actually, because orthodoxy, uh, orthopraxy. Really, kind of thing? Well, no, okay. because oftentimes strict ideologues are very precise logicians, mm-hmm. and that's what's wrong with them. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. right. Okay. They they don't know how to play cards with the hand that they're dealt. Right. That's not, and that's not what I. But I think most theonomists kind of fit inside of that. Right. Category. There, there were ideological theonomists. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And. And an ideological theonomist, it can be just as much of a hazard yeah. as an ideological Marxist. And Absolutely. Wound, because wound tight and everything. Because yeah. what mm-hmm. this, what matters is the system mm-hmm. and not people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, now, with, with Christian nationalism, the people who are saying uh, what they have the advantage of is seeing what has been done to our civilization over the last two years. Right. Back when... when oh, uh, just two? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially, especially, especially the last two. So when, let's say, Greg Bonson was debating with people over theonomy back in the 80s, mm-hmm. okay, you could not have gotten anybody in the auditorium listening to that debate to think that we would be tussling over drag queens yeah. reading to That's kids right. in the library. They or, couldn't imagine what, their what wildest they, dreams. But what did, they, yeah. what did they think? Well, they, they thought that neutrality was possible. They thought that yeah. if we just leave the non-Christians alone, yeah. they would agree to to be kind of decent. 
Mm-hmm. They don't believe in Jesus. Have they read their Bible? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You know, I mean? I'm, I'm being funny, but I'm serious though. We know right. that sin doesn't stay put. Right. No, well, yeah, it's like being a little bit pregnant. You can't. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can't be just a little bit pregnant. You can't just um, reject God and then say, and we're going to have a fine civilization for the next 500 years. We are now seeing what godlessness looks like. Mm. This godlessness looks like clown world. That's mm-hmm. what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Christians who didn't follow the argument on paper back in the 80s have followed the argument in their newsfeed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They, they mm-hmm. say, oh. And this is what you mean by they're better Christians because they see it now and they're saying, oh, we've this has got to stop. This yeah. has got to be addressed. But they're better Christians than they are logicians. Yeah, if they were logicians, they would have anticipated this. Right. But they didn't mm. anticipate it. And but they see it now, and here we and, are, and here we are. Right. So can they see then what's coming? Because I, uh, I'll leave that. This, that's one. If they couldn't see it coming, then right. I don't know how they're going to deal with the problem that is coming even after this. They can only see there. Because Pastor, I've been going back, listening to your libraries now that you've had for thirty years. It's almost like there was a marker set. If I had to mark it when they told you, I can't think it was at a debate. Would say we'll have your kids, and you said yeah. not mine. Right. You saw it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you mm-hmm. said, well, I'm starting schools, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you started mm-hmm. two schools and had an impact on culture and society here right. in America. So if you, if you couldn't see it then, I, I have hard hope that you can see it in the future, what's coming. Yeah, so but see, there's a difference between someone sitting in their seat, watching the debate, not getting the point, and someone who's already picked up their gun and is in the ranks with you fighting, not seeing the next battle. Mm-hmm. The, but yeah. what matters are, is, are they in the battle with you now? I hate when you do stuff like that. <laughs> now, yeah, that's so good. That's true. I think that's true. Yeah. Hold on, wait, wait. I still, I'm, I'm, no. I'm hogging Doug. Sorry. I got to say well, that's I, why I was going to ask a question. Well, I have to. Hogging, well, you, we don't have. He's got to go. But so, Pastor, here's here's my thing with, with Christian nationalism. I feel like I'm forced to defend it because of the attack on the Christian in Christian nationalism. Right. So when I see the left come after, I'm I'm not. I'm slowly watching what Christian nationalism is becoming, whatever this is, because you got different branches out there that I'm not jumping on board at all with. Right, right? Yeah, sure. But when I see the left attack Christian nationalism, they're not attacking the nationalism part. Mm-mm. They're attacking the Christian part. And so I feel yeah. like I have to come to defend that, which puts me right in line with the Christian nationalists, which I'm like, I ain't. But see, this is the other thing. Look at the New Testament. All right. Look at the New Testament and look at the different groups that you see in the New Testament. I've got a, an article I did called the uh, Jesus Mobs. Um, you have all the people who were baptized by John the Baptist, and you have the Pharisees who weren't, mm-hmm. and you had the followers of Jesus, the people who heard the Sermon on the Mount. You had followers of Christ who were tracking, and then you had follow likers of Christ mm-hmm. who weren't tracking, because when the uh, why di- why didn't they arrest Jesus publicly? Because they were afraid for their lives. Mm-hmm. Because of the people. Because of the people. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. there were there were a bunch of people in Jesus' corner who would behave a whole lot more surly than the J6 mob. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So when the right. in, in Acts, when they go to arrest the apostles, it says they handled them very gingerly because they were afraid for their lives. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were afraid the people might stone them. Yeah. Now, the people who might stone people because you just arrested an apostle might not have gotten the Sermon on the Mount memo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. And and Jesus is not embarrassed by by them. by them at all. But yeah. can I point out to a very just a very important distinction here? Who's leading the party? Yeah, who 
who's who's setting the <laughs> who's, who's setting said, the yes, who's on the center? So um, on Christian nationalism right now, the definitive work defining it was published by Cannon Press in Moscow, Idaho. Yeah. Right. So right now you've got different congressmen and wild races and yeah. you know people wearing elephant hats and you know all kinds Marjorie of Taylor Greene. Uh, you've yeah. got uh-huh. that kind of. Um, what people would call fringe element mm-hmm. on Christian nationalism, but the definitive theological theoretical case for it has been the the benchmark. If you if you want to attack Christian nationalism from now on right. and and do so seriously, you're going to have to contend with Wolf's book. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And 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 we're in a position when we when uh, Meet the Press did their yeah. their yeah, article right. on us. Fabulous job, by the way, well, Pastor. Thank, thank you. you. That was awesome. Well, but when I saw the when I saw the segment air, the whole thing was framed in terms of Christian nationalism. Right. Yeah, and I thought, what? Yeah, I mean, what, yeah, that, yeah. That so they hadn't talked to you about that. No, that wasn't in the interview at all. We didn't we didn't talk about Christian nationalism, but they framed it right. as Christian nationalism, and I'll take it. Right, because uh, what I'll do is say, okay, that's better than what they usually call us, which is white, Cult or white, whatever. white yeah. supremacist yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Um, but that, yeah. I think that's inherent in Christian nationalism, though. Well, that, the way that they, they, well, they think it's inherent in Christian, right? Right. They yeah. think showing yeah. they show, think showing up on time for work is white supremacy. Um, <laughs> Dang it! Uh, <laughs> being disciplined. Yeah, I wonder why I'm late all the time. <laughs> 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 it's because he's black. <laughs> so. so um, uh, the thing that I would want to say is, okay, they gave us the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Let's Excuse say, okay, the first thing about uh, Christian nationalism you have to understand is that Christ is Lord of all, all the nations. Right. Not we're not a special nation. We get to define. We get to define it. We get to define it and set the parameters for it, and we can exclude those elements that want to call themselves Christian nationalists that really are white supremacists. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure in a country as big as this, yeah. there are people out there that, you know. Yeah. Or, or, it's starting or to expose the, the kinism or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the I think, it's, I think yeah. it's kicked up that dust a little bit too. I think that, the, that the idea white of, boy summer. of Christian nationalism has kicked up the dust of some mm-hmm. of that where, and I think it's two things. I think it's the, the left has alienated white men so much that they're trying to figure out where they fit at in America still. Right. right? Especially younger white men. They are horrible. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And and so when you look at the white boy summer and, and a lot of the disenfranchised, angry young white men, uh, I feel bad. I don't feel bad about them. I feel bad for them. Yeah. And I feel that they are the creation of the liber- of the progressives who've done nothing but demonize those people yeah. for the last um, 20 years. Uh, last 20 years. <sighs> and so th- what they're thinking is, you know, if they're going to hang me for a thief, I might as well steal something. But if we can define the center, right. then we can, for at least some of them, call them to something better. Yeah, Correct. and, and, and Pastor, the, you, you wrote an article about this, I think right afterwards, and then one of the things I picked up on was um, watching black culture has been – a, a story for us, a warning for us. They baited them. They took the bait, and all their virtue went to blackness. Mm. Right, right. Mm. And right. we've watched that. Now, yeah. if you're if you're watching this and you're white, yeah. don't take the bait. The right. virtue isn't in your whiteness. Right, it, right. you will end up in the exact same place, right. and you'll be seeing, you know, um, white essence all of a sudden. You know, and it's like, whoa, what is this? Right. Yeah. And so th- th- we have to be careful of that. And I, I love what you That's said. Good, We're talking about wokeness too. Mm-hmm. When um, who was it that wrote the book on woke Christianity? Um, uh. Eric Mason. Eric Mason. You said, I want to know what you gutted from the wokeness. Right. And that's kind of how I feel about the nationalism. I want to know what you've gutted from it (laughs) if you're going to put Christianity inside of it. So what I drop from it is if there's any element of anti-Semitism, 
out it goes. Right. If there's any element of kinism, that's not what we're talking about. We're right. not talking about the purity of the race. What, what we're talking about is, okay, uh, if someone says, I don't want to be a Christian nationalist, I'd say, all right, what kind of nationalist are you? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm a covenantalist. Well, no, you, what's on your driver's license? Made in America? <laughs> Idaho. 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 I, I, well, you, you but basically, I mean, but that's, oh, man. Yeah, we're, we're talking in a particular language. We're oh. talking in English. Yeah. Right. That's a national trait. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Right. We have certain cultural things in common. We eat at common restaurants. That's yeah. a national, that's a we local. We like barbecue. That, <laughs> especially <laughs> pork. Especially <laughs> pork. <laughs> but that's, yes. nation, that's nation stuff. The nationalism is something else. Uh, well, the fellow said, "Beware of all isms, except except for prisms." There is danger in the ism, right? Like there's a danger in patriotism. There's a danger in nationalism. Mm-hmm. That that's true, and so we want to guard against that, and we want to say we simply we are simply saying that we're a nation, and we have an obligation to love Jesus. Amen. I'm with that, and that's yeah. and other nations, and it's not. Uh, we're not saying that we're a special nation like Israel in the Old Testament right. because all nations have the same obligation to love That's Jesus. Right. To love Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Right. And when they love Jesus and we love Jesus, it's going to look and taste and smell very different because there's a, a glorious uh, mixture that's going to come when the, when, the Chinese, when the Chinese are Christian and when India is Christian and when Japan is Christian and when France and Germany are Christian mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's going to be a very different texture and flavor in all of it. Um, but that's what the Great Commission is all about. Right. Disciple yeah. the nations. Yeah. 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 Mm. Smart pricing table allows you to create quick and accurate proposals like, I don't know, how to take over your nation for Jesus. <laughs> and it's loaded with features like recurring fees, quantities, and line item upsells. When your prospect is ready, they can e-sign and you're off to the races. Visit smartpricingtable.com and mention CrossPolitik to get 25% off How about that? your first two months. Mm. Don't miss a no-quarter November per- post. Right. Every, every Tuesday and Thursday? Is that no, what? It's uh, Monday, Wednesday. Every Monday, Monday Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Pastor, thank you for being here. And we're going to so be on later tonight yep. for the election. Starting at 7 p.m. Pacific time, A.D. Robles, Matt Williams, and we're going to be coming on at 9. Okay. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until later tonight, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. I got it. It's like I'm a rapper. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross-politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. Struggling to catechize your kids? Is just reading a question and waiting for an answer not engaging enough? Wish there was a better way to train up your children? Now there is. Question 1. What is the chief end of man? Answer. Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever.